Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Yardback Sports Podcast. Today, we have plenty of things to discuss in the backyard briefing, and we'll, we will be previewing the NFL draft. It's finally draft week, and each of us will unveil our top 10 picks. So thank you all so much for listening, and let's go. Guys, we made it. We're back. Draft week. Let's go. Draft it's week. We it's finally here. made it. We've been talking about this for months. Sean, you especially. You My were- favorite time of the year. For all the listeners out there, back in like January, right? Once the like the Browns got eliminated from the playoffs, and there was like that two week window from the championship games to the Super Bowl, Sean was like, "Yo, I'm about to do a mock draft. I'm about to go on YouTube, every single pick every day." So Sean's been ready for this week. Sean has been ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, and we're we're gonna be talking about it a lot later in the episode. But you guys know where we're going right now. We're going to the Bev Card. I I have a bottle today, not a can, so I can't do the. The crack, I don't know, so I'll put that in later. But we're going to the Bev Cart, Sean. What are you sipping on this week? All right, so I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on this episode on this show. Um, but I, Mike Trout, a lot of this, there's there's been a lot of talk about like Otani and all this stuff. But Mike Trout, does he not lead the league in batting average, on base percentage, slugging percentage, and OPS this season? And I, I would, I believe so. He's batting nobody. He's batting 426, and nobody talks. He is the greatest athlete on the planet in their respective sport that no one talks about. Nobody, if Mike Trout went into a grocery store, no one would know who he is. He could mask or not, COVID or not, my man could walk by anybody, and nobody knows who Mike Trout is. So I'm trying to give Mike Trout some love, man. He's the greatest athlete in their respective sport. That gets no recognition. He might be the greatest athlete. Like he's just ridiculous. The well, numbers but, he puts up consistently in baseball is ridiculous. Yeah, and no, the best athletes do come from baseball, so it would make sense that he might be the best one. I'm not even going to dispute that. It's it's that's a fact. Yeah, look it up. Everybody knows baseball players can play every other sport somewhat reasonably. But if you ask someone to throw a baseball or like hit, you look, people look pretty goofy doing it. Yeah, and like you can tell like at the Rex, like who's a football player playing basketball. Like you can be like, a football player. <laughs> yeah. You got that football player jump shot. Like <laughs> they're they're they're, uh, they're shooting like Draymond Green. Yeah, ridiculously. <laughs> like they got the backpack on. <laughs> yeah, boxing out like at midcourt. Like no. what, what are we doing? No, but I, I agree though. But the thing about Trout is he just like his personality is so he's so cool, calm, and collected. You know, he's just chilling. Yeah. He he's not. He's not very loud. He's not very obnoxious. Um, so I agree. He does. He doesn't get that 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 you know that light shined upon him all the time because you know he's not he's not like Fernando Tatis where yeah. he's he's jawing back and forth with Trevor Bauer uh, in those big games, which I love. I've, t- I've talked about this before. I love Tatis. I love those Padres Dodgers rivalry. Um, but yeah, Trout, like he's just, that personality is just not there. So he's just, you know, no one really talks about him that yeah. much. I mean, I've heard more people talking about Otani. It's Otani, right? Is that yeah, how you say it? Yeah. Shohei Otani. Yeah. And then I heard more talking about that and the whole Babe Ruth thing about no one's ever led the league at home runs and pitched and whatever that stat was. Yeah. More people talking about that than like 
Mike Trout is the a goat. monster. Yeah. So I'm just trying to give Mike some love. Yeah, he's unreal. I uh, I remember, I'll never forget, I forget what year this was, but uh, that one catch he had in Baltimore, the one that like yes. really brought Trout into the scene, that crazy leaping home run robbery in Baltimore. Yeah, that catch is just forever ingrained in my head whenever I think of Trout. Mm. But all right, Connor, what are you sipping on this week? As always, sipping on two things. First off, both both NFL related. First off, Kyle Shanahan's comment this week to the reporter when asked, um, you know, will Jimmy G be on your team on Sunday? It was a question along those lines. And Shanahan's comments were, we might all be dead Sunday. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> and I, people like, were talking about it all day. Uh, and I was just cracking up every time that story came across. So I'm sipping on that comment from Kyle Shanahan. That's just a total... Uh, I don't know what you want to call that kind of yeah. comment, but I absolutely loved every second of it and all the reaction it got. So I'm sipping on that comment. Yeah, Dude, I, I, I love that. I, I love it because it was so avoidable. He, he very <laughs> easily could have just said, like, I can't guarantee anyone's going to be on our roster to start the season. Like, that's such a very, like, coach answer. Like, yeah, that's true. Right. Good point. Okay. But he's like, I, I can't guarantee anyone's going to be alive this Sunday. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> Why'd you get so I, morbid? <laughs> I love it because it's it's – why why do these reporters at like what did you ex- did you expect yeah. him to answer like that's the stuff that always cracks me up is like did you expect him to answer so yeah. i love it for that reason that's true that's true and i think but, i think there might be something i think shanahan's pissed off because what i've been hearing we'll talk about this later him and the rest of the personnel staff and 49ers might not be seeing eye to eye right now so he might he might be a little mad right now. He he, he yeah. might be showing you know putting he's that unstable. out. He's on he's on he's unhinged. He's, unhinged. he's like John saying, Walker man. from from Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's unhinged. Good show finish this weekend. But moving on to people that were unhinged or probably going to be unhinged. Um, Justin Jefferson. I don't know if you guys saw, but he got he's getting put into Fortnite because yeah. of his gritty dance. Yeah, one of the hardest celebrations I've ever yeah, seen. It's so sick. In the NFL. Yeah. So the Bev cart is one that's sweet. Huge shout out Justin Jefferson. I love that dance and that touchdown. Yeah, the gritty highlight. It's so yeah. sick. Everyone sick. does it down in Louisiana, apparently. It it's a it's a dope touchdown celebration. The it fact is. that he caught it on like what a seventy yard touchdown pass, first catch of his career. Yeah, love every second yeah. of it. But he got in Fortnite, and I saw someone quote to uh, Adam Schefter's um, a tweet about you know like that that statement. Yeah, and someone quote tweeted it with. Uh, Juju Smith, Pooster. <laughs> Boo Boo Smith, Schuster. So funny. Yeah. Of him just like laying back, memed out. So I, I just thought it was great that, you know, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, good for him. Juju Smith. Yeah, it stinks. You're not in Fortnite. With yeah. All his TikTok dances. He's all yeah. he's ever done. Yeah. No, that was hilarious. But yeah. I'm happy for Justin Jefferson. That dude, that dude's unreal. Um, my Bev cart, what I'm sitting on this week. So the new Travis Scott Jordan uh, shoes coming out soon. And the commercial for it was, uh, little 20-second clip featuring Piston Great Rip Hamilton, the goat, the masked goat. Uh, it was such a sick commercial. It was like it was like a little court. It was so simple. It was like a little court in like a desert, right? And it just shows Rip just like holding his mask in one hand, the ball in the other, putting the mask on and just doing his iconic free throw routine, routine where, you know, dribbles to the side. His feet are super squared up, like, like he's about to just sit on the toilet. And then just cash. So I'm stepping on that because I love Rip Hamilton. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I I love the going to work Pistons. So I'm I'm sipping on that this week. Yeah, you said that was with Travis Scott. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's everywhere. I knew he was everywhere when I pulled up to McDonald's and there's a Travis Scott meal. The Travis Scott meal, yeah. Yeah. It's like, my man is everywhere. He really is, dude. I get the Huncho Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that was going on. That was cracking me up. Dude, I bet you, dude, those McDonald's employees had to hate their lives when that shit was popping off. He was also in uh, Fortnite, too. I yeah. have his character. Shout yeah. out Cal. Dude, I know. I seriously, like Cal, yeah. like, play my Xbox for a couple of days. I come back. He, like, bought Travis Scott. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Travis, yeah, Travis Scott's everywhere. Him and Snoop Dogg, Sean. I know, I know you hate Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's everywhere. everywhere. Him, him and Travis Scott just everywhere on the planet everywhere. right now. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to the bonfire, Sean. What you doing on the bonfire this week? All right, so this is a cocky bonfire for me. So I don't know if you saw that Gronk broke the record. He caught a football out of a helicopter from 600 feet in the air. And I'm throwing it in the bonfire because if I had the resources to do that, I can do 700 feet without question. I feel like if you had the resources, Mm -hmm. could you not catch a football if you spent a day out there? Like just spend like three hours. Would you, Connor, would you not catch a football from 700 feet? Yeah. If probably. you had the resources, that would I don't have though. a heli- I don't have a helicopter in the backyard. I can do it. 700, I could do it. I don't have a helicopter though, uh, so we'll never find uh, out. Dude, I mean that comes in hard though. Like don't that's, care. that's coming down hard. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I don't know. Like you, know. out of all people, Chow Scott, you're being humble here with this. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you wouldn't be able to see it coming, dude. I think we'd be flying in like a missile. Dude, I'm like a hawk. I got it. No shot. I'm I'm catching it. If you can no do shot, I'm missing. I could probably do 750 though. Huh? I said if you can do 700, I could probably do 750. Okay. Do we? Does anyone listening have a helicopter <laughs> and a ton of footballs? <laughs> no, we just need one. No, we need two. Yeah, one two for you and for Connor. Yeah, that's all. Two drops. Two, and it, would be, it would be done. How many I'll, times? I'll, I'll drop see, them from the helicopter. I'll drop. I didn't them. even see how many attempts it took. I think over. it was a second. I don't know what it was. It was just I just saw the video, dude. Easily, I'm I'm catching that. So good for Gronk that he's like, I don't know, WWE superstar and a yeah world record holder. So good for him. It's but, so funny because I love how like that was probably such an easy challenge for Gronk. I mean, the dude's a Hall of Fame tight end. He's ginormous, got giant hands. Like that's probably super simple. And everyone and it's just like it's cool, but it's like. I mean, yeah, yeah I would have. I, I would have guessed he would have caught that. Like it's Gronk. I just. I imagine that the record could probably be so much more, but just who tries it? Nobody. Yeah, nobody even thinks about. It. I mean, besides like the trick, like dude, perfect. Like the the, the all the trick shot YouTube account stuff. Like that. I think I could do it. I think I can catch one from six hundred. All right, we we get we get a chopper. I'll drop it from there. Ah oh, man, are you? Wait, do you, wait. Do you think you drop it? Or do you think someone throws it? Like like lightly throws it. Ooh. Probably just drop, you know what I'm saying, and, and just uh, and yeah, just, just, just kind of twist it. Yeah, just let it go. I just yeah. got done watching that. That was such an. I thought it was gonna be like a cool catch. He literally caught it like a. That's what like, I'm saying. Like it's just that, that's got to be so easy for him. How that's not, like it's cool, but like that's easy. Let's move on. We've talked about this. Way yeah, before. dude, I could probably do it from the space station if they dropped it. Like no joke. If it was on target, I'm catching it. <laughs> All right, can we throw in the bonfire this week? I'm throwing in uh, the UFC for a couple of reasons. One, that dude that broke his leg, that was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. One of the reasons I had like a hard time like, sitting down and actually watching the fights is just, those injuries are kind of bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's one reason I'm throwing. I know this Saturday was some good fighting. Like a lot of good things happened. But for these reasons, the broken leg uh, was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Horrendous. And then Mazdavov kind of became a meme. 
Um, so I think he he he's got to be in the bonfire a little bit because he uh, he turned into the Drake Sprite commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's my it. favorite <laughs> reference I saw. Yeah, so yeah, he's, um, both those things got to go in the bonfire. I think it was a, a tough scene for live injuries and um, cockiness. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, right, right before he got his ass knocked out, he was like laughing at uh, Usman, yeah. and then literally two seconds later, he just gets slapped. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. All right, my bonfire. I got I got three things. I I guess oh. I, was, I guess I was pretty mad this week, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to go quick through them. So the first one, the Madison Bumgarner non no hitter is ridiculous. No rebuttal. No, it's so Whoa. stupid. If the MLB, look, if the MLB is going to do seven inning double headers, yeah, fine. I'm cool with that. That's cool. But if you're not going to count it as an official game, what? Whoa. If a seven inning game is an official game, then like I get it that like a lot of play, a lot of pitchers lose perfect games, no hitters after the seventh inning. I get that. But if it's an official game, how is it not an official no hitter? That's all I'm saying. Chow Scott. Because they're going to go the full nine innings. But but in this scenario, the full nine innings is technically a seven inning game, so it's an official right, it's game. Probably in like some bylaw that I got amended that like I know and I hate they're it. They're official games, but they're not official complete game shutout. Eligible. I know, but it's so stupid, dude. It's so dumb, and the MLB wonders know. why people don't, don't watch baseball that much no, anymore. <laughs> no, it's seven innings, a lot, a lot different than nine innings. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're gonna call it an official game, then it should be an official no hitter. That's all I'm saying. With I get what asterisk, you're saying, though. I get it with an asterisk forever. It's all right, so it's still no hitter though. It's still like, are you, gonna, are you gonna take this from him, Connor? I'm not. I think I gave it out pretty good. I don't have anything <laughs> left to take. It really kind of just went right over my shoulder. <laughs> no, if it's, an, if it's an official game, it's an official no hitter. End of story. That's all. That, that's all. If it's matters. not nine innings. It's not a no hitter. It's only. It's like not a full game. MLB this year said seven inning games are official, so it's official. Nope. All right. All right. Uh, other bonfire. Um, so going to the draft and I told this to Sean before the show, Connor, I want to, I want to get your opinion, to, opinion on this. Do you remember Roger Goodell's chair at last year's virtual draft? Oh yeah. His basement. And then he like switched to like his stand up bar at one spot. Okay. So he, okay. So Connor does yeah, remember. I vividly so, remember him in the basement. So, in the so Ian Rappaport tweeted some like really like, um, niche tweet. Where he's like, do you guys remember Good- Goodell's chair last year? Well, it's gonna make a reappearance this year behind the stage in Cleveland and maybe other parts of like the draft experience. And everyone's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I was so I'm like, "What chair? What did I miss?" And it was just like that big leather chair. Yeah, no, so I'm gonna have to go check that out because you know I am going. To- <laughs> I'm gonna find his chair. I'm gonna get a picture in it. Hopefully, I can get into that part of the fan experience. All right, so we'll make you guys know how to do a right. live report. Okay, maybe I maybe I just missed the importance of it because I had no idea what he was talking about before I like I read the replies to that tweet. Dude, so well, last year's draft was so much fun. One because it was the only actual sporting event to happen for like three months, yeah. right? Yeah. Other than yeah. Japanese baseball. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I think our first ever episode was a draft recap, was it not? Yeah, one of them, they yeah. We're officially coming full circle. Whoa, that, fellas. While you guys true. are talking, I'm gonna check something here. I think we're I think you might be right. Is this, is this our year anniversary? Year oh, the, the fellas. Week? Wow. What, what is it? Hold on, hold on. Um April 26th was our first posted episode. Wow, year anniversary. Wow, guys. Wow. Oh, Golf cool. claps. Golf well, claps. Well, good thing I brought up Roger Goodell. Jeez. Wow. 
Um, so I guess I guess the chair does have some some significance for us. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I was still on the bonfire because I just had no idea what he what they were talking about at first. No clue. Yeah, I had no idea either. Like when you talked to me earlier about it, no idea. Yeah, I was like, and the, the way Rappaport tweeted it was like everyone remembers the chair. It's like no, no one does. Yeah, kick dude. rocks. Yeah, no. yeah, seriously, I love Rappaport though. All right, last bonfire. So Chipotle is doing some kind of uh, partnership with Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. I don't know why not Mac Jones. That's kind of funny. But um, basically, he's a bum. Basically, you're allowed to order um, their their bowls that they that they you know that they always get. So this is the Trey Lance bowl: steak, brown rice, black beans, fresh tomato salsa, the green salsa, lettuce, and guac. Not bad, not bad. You know, Sorry. I mean, I, I'd like to add some cheese there. Maybe that's just me though. Um, the Zach Wilson bowl, chicken, white rice, black beans, green salsa, and guac. My mouth is screaming for some, for, for some water there. That is drier than the Sahara. Uh, Justin Fields, <laughs> Sofritas, brown rice, fajita veggies, lettuce, and guac. What the hell is even that? These bowls are awful. He's on a vegan diet. He's a vegan now. Okay. Did, and, fair, did any of fair. them have sour cream? No, no none of them had sour cream or cheese, bro. Not a none of them one. had sour cream. Them the people at Chipotle hate me because when it gets to, to the sour cream, I'm like, <clears throat> another one, please. See, that's why like, I'm, I'm, I'm with that with cheese, man. Load up on cheese, and then none of them have cheese. It's ridiculous. Wow. So I'm throwing those in the fire bonfire. Those all sucked. I would never eat any of those bowls. Yeah, those are poop trash. But I guess I, I guess the lesson to take from it is that if you want to be a pro NFL quarterback. Don't get cheese in your Chipotle bowls. So. <laughs> or seven scoops of sour cream. Yeah, just cheese and sour cream is outlawed. <laughs> Do not get those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move, on, move over to the back shoulder fade. Sean, what's your back shoulder fade this week? Okay, so hear me out. It's Cleveland, and the draft is there. And Cleveland is notorious Bro. for bad luck, right? So my back shoulder fade in a very fitting Cleveland way is something really random is going to happen. Like the power is going to cut out like something where it's on the headlines. Well, that's Cleveland for you just (laughs) because it's Cleveland and the draft is finally here. Something dumb is going to happen. That's my back shoulder fade. It's supposed to rain a lot. Thursday night too. So there's going to be outed. Yeah. Like that that might be it. That's right. Friday and Saturday would be more fun anyways. Yeah, but you know, I, I really hope not. But I hope not. I hope not. Well, because it sucks. Because like the 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 draft stage is such a pretty part too. Right on the lake. Like if there were if it was sunny outside, the sunset would be right over. It'd be beautiful. But if it's supposed to rain, it's just kind of like eh, maybe some <laughs> shitty views. But eh, I mean, that's fair. Oh, hopefully not. I'll give you guys live reports on there. Yeah, we we need we need okay. we need pictures, videos, everything we can post. Yep. Got it. All right, Connor, what's your best show for this week? Uh, Backshore fade is that Moneybag Yo is now entering the Young Dolph and Gucci Man conversation. Um, just in terms of every album he comes out, you could throw it on shuffle and be completely fine with working out with it, riding around in the whip. Great album. He's entering that status where, like, no matter what he comes out with, I'm like, yep, I'm playing it. Damn, that's crazy. No, yeah. It's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I was at the gym the other day, you know, pushing up 225. No big deal. And on the bench, as one does, you know, just you know, light work, my warm up. Um, and sometimes I, I put on the Apple like workout and I, I hit shuffle. And like the two or three times, I was like, Who's this? This is 
this is getting, this is getting me in the zone and it's been him so his new album uh a gangsta's pain is yeah. the title of it love it's it one. yeah he's on a he's on a song with with doughboy uh cleveland guy love doughboy oh really uh he's on a song called split it so that's, that song's real good um but i haven't listened to money bag yo outside of that though so i'll have to check him out next time i'm Second you know th- throwing 300 at the gym um, my guy <laughs> maybe one day <laughs> not today no, though you gotta make sure you're doing legs though can't be having toothpicks Nah, no sir i'm trying to look like a funnel yeah sean we, we, <laughs> no, we saw no, we sir. saw, we no, saw no, that new no, tattoo too man oh yeah i gotta get them we saw the new tab you you know you 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 you, you can't have noodle legs with that new tap. Well, like, yeah, you can have a, yeah, you gotta get them. Yeah, just do calf raises and uh, some lunges. You'll be fine. Yeah. For those of you listening, I, I got a, a Heisenberg tattoo on my leg earlier today. Oh, just because. So there's that. That's so funny. All right, let me go to my back shoulder fade. So this is kind of piggybacking off of, I had a back shoulder fade a couple weeks ago that was kind of, that was addressing this. The Cavs general manager, Colby Altman, has got to go. And look, I'll preface this by saying it is possible for a GM to be good at one phase of his job and really, really bad at another, right? So Browns fans, obviously, we saw John Dorsey was great at collecting talent. We had a good eye for talent, even if some of them had like a little troubled pass, great at collecting talent, sucked at the cap. He could not manage the cap. And he was definitely a little biased, you know, a little power hungry, which ruins him as a GM, right? Um, Kobe Altman. So in the NBA draft, if you don't have a top four pick, you're kind of shit out of luck, right? Because those top four guys are the ones that are franchise changers. Obviously, you can find a guy, um, you know, later on. But for the most part, those top four are locks. Altman's In Altman's career, he's had the eighth pick got Sexton, the fifth pick got Garland, fifth pick got Okoro, and then 26 got KPJ. Those are all solid picks. He, he has shown that he's a solid drafter in these four years, right? But again, the contracts he's given out to Kevin Love, who is now a prima donna, who acted like a little baby last night and batted the ball and Portland got, or not Portland, uh, Toronto hit a three right after. And this isn't the first time that he's shown displeasure on the court. Um, you know, we're paying him $130 million to be the leader of the team that he, I don't even think looks like he wants to be the leader of. Um, and we've seen him mishandle a lot of personnel decisions. And Altman, I, I like you as a drafter, but I don't know if he can it, be the GM for the team going forward because I just I, I I question his personnel decisions is all I'm saying. So I think Altman's got to go. I said this a couple weeks ago, and this Kevin Love situation from last night I think just further emphasized that Altman's got to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm crying. Like no arguments here. He's got to go. Yeah, drop the mic. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, then let's just. Just going on a high note. There we go. No argument. I love it. All right. Well, that was a backyard briefing for this week. Now let's get into the big time topic of the show, the NFL draft. All right. Before we get into the mock draft, Sean, I, I heard you have a simple team of the week. I mean, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, you're, you're correct. Um, so I've been all about going buying low lately, but I'm going to go and buy low on a team I think – is going to outperform what they're worth right now. Not because they're cheap like the other teams, but the Patriots are $31, 31.69. And that's, that's up there. It's more expensive than the other, other, a lot actually. 
but the Rams are more expensive, the Ravens, the Saints, the Seahawks. I think the Patriots are going to outperform those other teams and their stock is going to go through the roof this uh this season. So I would get the Patriots now while they're at $31 before they hit probably 36 soon after this draft, especially if they go up and get a quarterback. All right, you heard it here first. Buy the Patriots, 31 bucks on Symbol Exchange. The time has finally come. It's here. It's mock draft season, and we got a special little addition for you guys today. So full disclosure, we aren't smart, so we're not going to do a full 32 pick Speak first round for yourself. Draft. Oh, do you want to do it then? It's time. Not yeah, that's right. That's right. Thought. So we're only going to do the first 12 picks. So we're oh. going to go alternating what I, I don't know if that's the correct term, but Sean's got the first pick in the draft. He's picking for the Jaguars. I think it's I, alternating. 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 <laughs> yep. Three, three. Oh, tr- yeah. 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 Okay, cool. I think Connor's made up a word there, but so uh, Sean is picking first for the Jags. I'm picking second for the Jets. Connor's picking third for the Niners. And then we're going to, you know, do his little snake until we get to the 12th pick. So we all have four picks, right? Is that how it works? Three of us, four yes. picks. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I'm not a math major. All right. Without further ado, Sean Quigley, you are on the clock. Trevor Lawrence, second pick. That's how quick it should be draft night. That's how quick it should be. <laughs> like that, no, I that fast. You, you talked about this before. Yeah, if the Jags take, if the Jags take the entire clock to make this pick, I swear I'm gonna be so just upset. make the pick. I'm gonna be so upset, dude. <laughs> just make the pick. Trevor all right, Lawrence. All right, hold on. By the way, we're uh, sh- uh shout out uh pro football focus. We're doing like a little draft simulator on there. So let me let me pick Trevor Lawrence so he's off the board there. All right, the second second pick in the draft. The New York J-E-T-E, Jets, 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 are taking Zachary Wilson from Brigham Young University. Um, I, it's just kind of sandstone stone that he's going number two. Uh, he's, he's good. Do we dude, know that, though? I, th- I mean, dude. Also, do you guys know that he's 6'3"? He looks like he's like 5'10". I don't know if anyone else has thought that. He looks like Johnny he's Manziel. He's 6'3"? He's 6'3". Huh. Crazy. That's so deceptive. I think he might be lying a little bit, but that's whatever. All right. all right, so we got Trevor Lawrence one, Zach Wilson two. No surprises here. This is where a lot of people say the draft really starts with the third pick. Connor, you are on the clock for the 49ers. Well, with the third pick in the 2021 Yardback Sports mock draft, top 12, really top 10, the San Francisco 49ers take Justin Fields. Okay. Um, okay. I'm still not sold the Jets won't take him. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. That would I'm be insane. Still that, I, I think this whole Niners at three situation is very – it's just strange. I, I just don't see them going up to get Mac Jones. Um, I, I've i seen the film. I've heard all the talk about him. Like, oh, he's so QB ready. He's, he's ready for the league. If you watch Mac Jones' film and watch any of these other quarterbacks, I like just from film, I like, you know – I'm taking not Mac Jones. I think all these other guys, yeah. except maybe Trey Lance, is just like more prospect athlete right now, who's going to be probably a pretty solid quarterback. I just, I don't know. I don't think the Niners traded up for Mac Jones. Yeah, so, there, there's there's definitely yeah, a lot to, di- to, to digest there. Um, I've seen people, which I think this is kind of like, ever since it came out that the Niners wanted Mac Jones, it was kind of known that Kyle Shanahan really wants Mac Jones. But the thing is, John Lynch and the player personnel department really wants Fields or Lance. So it's like, okay, your head coach 
who is one of the art, you know, most well-known bright coaches in the NFL. If he wants Mac Jones, guess what? You're getting Mac Jones. It's that simple. If your head coach wants this guy, how could you go against your head coach? So that's the only thing is like, if Shanahan wants Jones, which that's what people are reporting. I don't know. I mean, I get that. Like you want fields and I, I don't understand why you take Jones over fields in my unprofessional opinion. Like I can get, I can get Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Like I can get that. But Mac Jones, how is he that much different than Garoppolo? I don't get it. And like the people are like, oh, he, he throws such a good deep ball. He throws such a good deep ball. The highlights they literally show of him throwing deep balls in games, every single time the wide receiver is like off target. They're like, oh, he throws them open. I don't, I don't get the hype on Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking three. I took Fields at three with Niners pick. That's yeah. what I would do as GM. I would take him over Mac Jones. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, all right, Sean, the fourth pick, 2021 Yardback Sports NFL Mock Draft. The Atlanta Falcons are now on the clock. I said that wrong, but Falcons are on the clock. Go for it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm if I'm them right now, I guess I'm a little rattled. Okay. I, I Fields was who I was going after, but if I'm Atlanta, I'm looking, I'm not going to pick. I don't know if I'll ever pick four again. Right now. Matt Ryan is getting up there. I'm taking Trey Lance. I'm taking him now. I'm getting the quarterback now. Um, yeah. Going after Trey Lance. Agreed. That's what I, that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to get whoever falls to them at four. I think they're snagging regardless. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, they might be in the best case. If they're, if they're seriously considering trading Julio, Jamar chase could go four and kind of replace chase with Julio. But I don't know. There's no quarterbacks. I think projected in the top 20 next year right now. So right now take your quarterback. I would right. take him. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I, I so, will. I will say. So I, I saw this tweet today. So Kyle Pitts was on NFL Network uh, today, apparently. And he thinks that the first four picks will be quarterbacks, which means the Falcons are taking a QB. And this is interesting because he said after his pro day on March 31st that he thinks the Falcons had real interest in him. Who said this? Kyle Pitts himself. I think they're going to trade back. If I, was, yeah. if, I, if I could put money on it, which I probably could allegedly – I mean, I would I would yeah. put money on a trade back. Yeah. So Pitts a month ago thought that, okay, I think the Falcons are going to take me. But now mm-hmm. today he's like, I think the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. I don't know what changed in that. I, you know, but that's interesting that Pitts himself did say that. But do you think they trade? Okay. So here's a crazy thought, right? Speaking of Julio Jones, what if the Falcons traded Julio in the fourth pick back to number six for the, no, that doesn't even make any sense. No, they won't trade Julio till after. <laughs> Someday, because if they trade him before June 1st, June the day, 1st yeah. they if they trade him after that, they save like 15 million in cap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So quick recap. You got four quarterbacks. You got Lawrence to the Jags, Wilson to the Jets, Fields to the Niners, and Trey Lance to the Falcons. Now picking fifth, Cincinnati. Now, this might be a good problem to have, but if I'm Zach Taylor and I'm on the Bengals, I'm like having a panic attack right now. Because I got Penay Sewell, Jamar Chase, and Kyle Pistol on the board. Like, I'm, like, overwhelmed with options. Like, I'm kind of freaking out. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to stick with my guns, who I think they would have drafted regardless, even though Pitts is still on the board, and I'm taking Jamar Chase. Look, I get that Burrow needs protection. Absolutely, I, I agree that, you know, that is a must because he towards ACL last year. You don't want to happen again to your, to, you know, to your young uh, quarterback. But you can't pass up on that Jamar Chase Burrow connection. You know, I mean, Chase, the last time he was with Burrow in college was insane, had a crazy season. 
And this is a deep tackle class. Go take a tackle in the second round. And, you know, Sewell is being compared. You know, he's like an all-star or Pro Bowl talent already, as people are comparing him to. But take Chase, get that connection, take a tackle in the second round. So I'm going Jamar Chase reuniting the duo in Cincinnati. This would be this would be one I think could be a shocker in the draft. Yep. And the guy from Northwestern, Rashawn Slater, goes here. I think. I think he could go this high. You, oh, I I, I, I actually I have people I've seen people say that. I think he could leapfrog up the board and go to Cincinnati. But also before we move on to the Dolphins pick, it is crazy because again, like I said, it's a deep tackle draft. It's also a deep receiver draft. So the Bengals can't make a bad move here. If they get Sewell at five. Go get Terrace Marshall in the second round or Elijah Moore or somebody like Rashad Bateman if he slips. So they really are in a win-win situation here. Yeah. But I think they get the wide receiver that they know is a stud and will work with Burrow, and that's Jamar Chase. Wow. Um, so now I'm on the clock with the number six pick, Miami Dolphins. Yep. Similar to the Bengals, I think they're in the same exact boat. Like They would be happy taking anybody left on the board in terms of Sewell, Pitts, Smith, or Waddle. And I don't know how they make this decision. Yeah. I'm going to make the decision and draft. Yeah, I think they go best available and get Penny Sewell. Yeah. I, I think good. if the Bengals pass up on Penny Sewell, the Dolphins, no brainer, have to snag him. It's, it's just crazy to me that uh, if the Falcons take a quarterback, how much it shakes up the draft. Crazy. It, it really is crazy. Like it's in, like now now Kyle Pitts is going to slip maybe to to the late teens, and now you know a team like Denver who might be in the need of a quarterback's like Kyle Pitts is sitting here at nine. What the hell? I don't know what the, you know. what I'm saying like it's crazy, yeah. man. It's crazy. So we got the Lions up next. Yep. Which they need everything imaginable. And that's me, right? Yep. <laughs> I wish I had this pick. I got a I got a curveball for this. I'm gonna go ahead, Sean. Um... Man, I really want to say they go Micah Parsons. Like that's what I think they should do. They should got Okuda last year, build with Parsons, but they don't. I don't. I don't know who's catching the football. And the Heisman winner is on the board, so I think they go Devonte Devonte Smith. Um, so that's who I'm picking for our draft is Devonte Smith. I like it. Okay. Yeah, if he if he falls, I think the yep. Lions are going to be the team. To be completely honest, like I like your pick a lot better than I think they're going to do what they're going to do. I feel like the Lions are like gonna royally f this draft up. Yeah, something do. like the Raiders do each year, which is like draft like the fourth wide receiver on the board at the first chance yeah. they get. Yeah. So I I like your pick. <laughs> like I said, I think they might like I had them drafting the Notre Dame linebacker, just like reaching on a defensive player because that new head coach is in there. Yeah, they no, that that's that. true. I could totally see him. You know, like you said, doing pull, pulling on John Gruden in the last couple of years and reaching. Or going like get J.C. Horn after getting a CUDA last year. Just yeah, doing something yeah. like odd that doesn't make sense at seven when you have guys like Pitts and Waddle are still on the board. Yep. Yeah, because, I mean, looking at their roster, they should be the number one pick. Like, they need everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything. So, I don't know. I just go with Smith because he's there, and they don't have anyone for golf. I like it. So, all right, now I'm on the clock number eight with the Panthers. Ooh. Now, this is a very interesting pick because they did get Sam Darnold. But a lot of people are still clamoring for a QB for them. No and I, shot. I disagree. I disagree. You get a quarterback still in a rookie contract in Darnold. Again, you know, he's not proven, whatever. Matt Rule showed last year that he he can run a good team, right? They lost, I think it was five or six games by a single score. And Matt Rule said, you know, I, this is my throwing Teddy Bridgewater on the bus. I love Teddy Bridgewater. But it's like, if we had our guy at quarterback, 
we would have won some of those games, right? And I think he's right. And I don't know if Darnold's necessarily the answer, but Carolina has a good thing brewing. I think they see Kyle Pitts fall to him at eight. I don't know how they pass up on Kyle Pitts. They could go Rashawn Slater here, I know. But, dude, who the, the guy that some people think are is the best prospect in the draft falls to eight. They're running that card up there. Running yeah. that card up there. So, I got I mean, Pitts that, going to the Panthers at eight. That's why I picked last week to go there because that was my symbol um, team of the week. I think yeah. it was last week or the week before. But I, I agree. If he's there... I think there's going to be some arguing between Slater and Pitts, but I mean, you got it. I think you got to go, go Pitts. Yeah, it, it's a, I think it's the same art, not the same, but it's a similar argument with the, with the Bengals. There, it's yes. a deep tackle draft. Go get a tackle a second round. But if Kyle Pitts is there, you go get Kyle Pitts. It's the it, next question. All right, we got uh, Connor, Connor on the clock for the Denver Broncos. Whew. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Broncos to make a solid decision here. I think they'd be the oddball out in the quarterback sweepstakes. I don't think they like Mac Jones. Um, I think nine is like an odd spot for Jones to go. There's still Waddle on the board, Parsons, Slater. Uh, Then we get into some other players. Dude, I feel like they're going to do something weird here too. But because it says their needs are linebacker, I'm going to go ahead and take Parsons here. Yeah, I could look. I could also totally see them panicking and taking Mac Jones. Could totally see him doing it. I've been saying he has a problem with quarterbacks, so I think he takes Mac here. I think, I think yeah. he just got a problem. He just needs to take a quarterback. Well, so it's not 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 entirely the Broncos' fault because they don't want to see Drew Locke play another snap, which I get. Drew right. Locke is kind of buns. So if you have a chance for quarterback, I guess risk it. I mean, and Denver's got a solid receiving core. They got Noah Fant. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. So, but I but I do like the Parsons pick. I think that I think that is the safe pick and it's what they should do. But the pressure on the organization is going to be for a quarterback there. But I think the part I think Parsons would be a safe pick. Absolutely. All right. All right, Sean, you're on the clock with the Dallas Cowboys. So I think this is tough. Tough, but I think they go JC Horn over Sertain. I think they go with the cornerback, oh, wow. J.C. Horn. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. J.C. Horn to the Cowboys. Now, this makes it very interesting for me with the Giants because from what I've been hearing from a lot of Giants fans as well is that it's Waddle or Slater, essentially, if those two are there. But now if you throw Sertain in the mix, now that makes it really tough. Oh, this is – yeah, wow. Okay. Um. I'm kind of stumped here. All right. Well, I think they go Jalen Waddle. Um, I think the Giants really need to figure out this year if Daniel Jones is the truth or not. What better way to figure out than get as much talent on the offensive side of the ball as possible? We saw last year their defense was a top was a top unit in the NFL. Um, you know, with Lo- Lo- Logan Brad and Logan Bradbury, James Bradbury, Logan Ryan, whatnot, Jabro Peppers. So I think their secondary can be overlooked in the first round. I think you'll get a you go get a very talented wide receiver that's super explosive, and I think they get Jalen Waddle at eleven. So I like it. All right, Connor, who you got? Philly. So, since I have the last pick of our mock draft, I want to point out a couple of things. One, well, with my pick is the Eagles. I think I'd have to take Patrick Sertain here. Yeah, um, because that's just too much talent there. But if you think about it, the Patriots would luck out in this situation because between. The Eagles pick 
and the the uh, Patriots pick, if we just did exactly whatever happens now, it just happens in the real draft. Mac Jones would follow them at fifteen, so they wouldn't have to trade up at all to get Mac Jones, That'd which I still don't think they have to. I think Bill Belichick's calling in some favors, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Mac Jones is so good, everyone wants him, and the Niners are not going to take him, <laughs> and everyone's going to be freaking out, like, dude, why is no one taking Mac Jones? Why is no one taking Mac Jones? Yeah, he's going to fall to the Patriots at fifteen. Belichick's been planning this since he since he sent Garoppolo there. He doesn't want Garoppolo back. He wants Mac Jones. <laughs> this is this is <laughs> NFL. NFL deep cover. So I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, yeah, Sertain's going 12 to the Eagles if he's on the board. The only other person I could think of is the Quiddy Pay or whatever his name is um, from Michigan. Um, I saw a couple of reports say that the Eagles absolutely love him and that 12 could be an option. But in our draft, I have to agree with Connor if Sertain's there. I mean, how how do you not take him? Yeah, If, if Sertain's off the board to Dallas at 10, which a lot of people think, then yeah, I agree. Uh, maybe Quiddy Pay, someone like that, or maybe again we went wide receiver heavy, right? We knocked off what the top four wide receivers, three top three wide receivers right there. So this again could be a situation though if New England is scared that maybe Minnesota wants to move up and take Mac Jones or not move up but take Mac Jones, which I don't think they'll take Mac Jones, but that's where Philly can maybe trade back a little bit, get some picks, and then maybe get a better value in the you know mid to late first round with a guy like Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall if they want. Um, Cause they do need wide receiver help as well, but I do like the certain pick. If he's there at, if he's there at 12 and they can't find a trade partner to move back, how, how could you not like certain right there? So I agree. Yeah. And at 13, they would definitely take Slater tackle Northwestern. Yeah. Vikings, oh my gosh. Vikings would probably take best available or whoever's top on their board. I'm sure they have someone, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then Patriots at 15. Wow. That's great. I feel like we've had a really good draft. Like every pick was like, damn, this fell right into each team's hands. Which we did good. Maybe we're a little I, optimistic. I did. Good. I, did. I think I did good. So all right, all right. So let's recap. So Sean, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, and then who would you have? Uh, you were Trey Lance to the Falcons. Yep. And then Devontae Smith, correct to the Lions. Yep. And then yeah. J.C. Horn to the Cowboys. Okay. Yep. All right. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Jamar Chase to the Bengals. Kyle Pitts to the Panthers. Again, that would be crazy if he slipped to eight. But my God, would the Panthers love that. And then Jalen Waddle to the Giants. Shout out my friend Drew, my roommate. He would be running around the house right now if they took Jalen Waddle at 11. So shout out to him. I like the five pick to the Bengals. That'd be kind of hype if those two reunited. Burrow and Jamar Chase. It'd be scary for the AFC North, man. That'd be a it scary be, sight. Cool, though. Scary sight. I don't. No, if they pull trig, but that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think they'd go lineman at five. And your thoughts on the draft, guys? Two we're going to go through our picks, too. Oh, you want to go through yours? Yeah, you went through Sean's. I want you to go through ours. Oh, yours is shitty, though. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm playing. No, it's cool, dude. No, I remember that. <laughs> Third pick, you took Justin Fields yeah. to the Niners. Uh, yeah. Then you had what? Uh, Sewell to yep. the Dolphins. And you had Parsons to the Broncos. And then Sertain to the Eagles. I like yeah. those. I do like those. Plus, then I mocked out like through 15 just to help you guys. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I don't, I don't, it's, I don't think it's your fault. I don't think Parsons will go top 10 just because I've, he's had some like maturity concerns recently. I, I have, I don't know if those are real or not. I don't know either, but. I think the way the board shakes out before that pick, I think that's a good pick for Denver. 
Um, Cause again, I think they want a quarterback so desperately though. And I don't think they want Mac Jones necessarily, but if Trey Lance or fields happened to slip to nine, I think they'd pounce on them immediately. Well, I think they could, I think part, I mean um, the Broncos could also get a tackle at nine, just take best available, like biggest need. And then I, I could see them like, like Sean says, like they love quarterbacks getting trashed, like end of first round. Yeah, that could be it. Or doing yeah. something weird with like a second or third round QB. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think they like Mac Jones enough at nine. I think they would they're smarter than that to take Mac Jones at nine just because he's the last top quarterback on the board. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Any other oh. thoughts on the draft, guys? No, I'm just excited to be there. To see all this Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you 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 gotta update us. What are you you're gonna be there Friday, right? Yeah. I'll still be watching it Thursday night, so uh, I'll call into all my connects on these NFL teams and see what's good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the scoops before they go live on air. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Follow us live. Yeah, seriously. You are back on of course sports, baby. You just started. We're gonna start TikTok too. Yeah, follow us on TikTok. We're getting in with the younger crowd. I know you guys are. You guys we're, are a little old. You, you guys are a little old up there, but uh, you we're, were old, some some old heads, but. Uh, we're getting back in the TikTok crowd, so uh, make sure to follow us on there. Sean, what's our username? Yard, just Yardback Sports? Um, I don't know. I made All one right. for me. I, I, I made one. Oh, your own one. And then I oh, okay. changed it uh, to Yardback Quigs. So. Mm. All right, but well, it's going to be Yardback Sports, so follow us on there. Uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Yardback Sports Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Music, give us a five-star rating. Make sure to like us, subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yardback underscore sports and look us up on Facebook at Yardback Sports. For C Boogie and Shawnee Q, my name's Nolan. We will see you guys next time. Peace.